Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for working mums. Here you can find the tools and inspiration you need to overcome the constant juggle and live with more simplicity, ease and fulfilment in your everyday. I'm your host, Debbie, a balance coach and a working mum myself. And I'm super happy to be here with you. Hello, hello, hello. A very warm welcome to episode number 74 of the Balancing Act podcast. It's fab to have you here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, So today I am talking about tips for when you feel like opting out of your resolutions. And it's a little bit of a like a tongue in cheek um title and I want to come clean right at the start. (laughs) Well, maybe that's a bit unfair. I am genuinely going to give you some tips. But um, yeah, it might, the perspective that I'm going to offer you might not be what you were expecting. Um, So yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting going with that. I'm going to say as well, before I dive in, this feels like a danger zone recording here. My kids are like, um, I'm upstairs recording. My kids are in the room downstairs directly beneath me with with their dad. Um, But they are having their dinner and... (laughs) I don't know about you, but like this time in our house is one of the noisiest times of day. So if you hear rowdy children in the background, then you'll very clearly know what's going on. Now, um, if you have followed me for a while, you will have heard me talking about goal setting. And in fact, I just did on two episodes ago now. Um, I'm all for setting goals. I love I love having something to aim for. I like um you know that like the target to aim for. But I don't set goals in the like must smash like that style mentality um anymore. <laughs> I haven't done for a long time actually. I set them from a place of very clear intentionality. So really recognising that for me, working towards a goal is way more about the process than it is about the outcome. Like that old cliche saying about um, how it's all about the journey. And it it is like it's cliche, but for me, it's so, so true. And It served me really well personally, but I think particularly in business, it served me really, really effectively. And I think actually like starting this podcast is a really good um, example of that. So when I set a goal to start a podcast, like my very clear intention was to want to be able to share like valuable information with you every week. And I'll let you judge whether it's valuable or not, but to be able to like provide that level of support that I like from my own experience feels very accessible. I I listen to loads of podcasts. I listen to them on the go when I'm like cooking dinner, any like chance I have to myself walking somewhere. And I wanted to be able to provide that same like service and support to you. And and so when I started off, like it, it was a very imperfect, like it started off very imperfectly, let's say. And I gradually refined it over time. And I think that the the added bonus to me then was there was a lot of like my own 
skills development that went along with that. Um, so like learning to speak on a microphone, um, like buying some new equipment, learning the tech that goes along with it, learning like the logistics of actually getting the episode published, etc, etc. And at the start, I went very minimalist on all of that. And again, it's something I've refined and something I'm sure I will continue to keep refining more and more and more. But I think the point here is that I I didn't like rush into getting everything done like absolutely perfectly. You know, I didn't dot all the I's and cross the T's as it were. Um, I I give myself like time and and space, I guess, and a little bit of leeway to just like get things get. I guess it's like the you know minimal viable product, like to get something done that I was happy enough with. And of course, the perfectionist in me wants to go back and like change every little detail, but I didn't like I. I let myself be just uncomfortable enough with all of that. And what it meant then was when it came to hit publish, there was that, um, like, I wasn't sick of it. You know, it wasn't, I hadn't got to the point where I was like, oh, right, I'd never want to see any of that ever again. Like, let's just, like, get it out there and and leave it. I had that, um, like, you know, that that enthusiasm for for like making it better and to keep going and to do more and more and more of it. And that's like, it's really, that has, has been, you know, it's been over a year now. Oh, oh my goodness. And that's still very much the case. Like that enthusiasm is still really there. Um, And I think the other thing is like, I didn't, um you know, burn myself out in the process. I think that's the other really important point. Like it did feel that I was able to like pay attention to the things that I had chosen to work on. So like all of that is to say, I love goals. Like for me, they are necessary to get things done. Um, I, I need to set myself a deadline in order to like actually, uh, like I think it's, it's really that the, it's that the imperfection, like I need the deadline. So I then don't just keep on going and going and going into all the unnecessary detail, like the unnecessary detail to start with, let's say. And it allows me to prioritise. So it allows me to make choices over how I spend my time and, and what I do. But saying all of that, I am not massively keen on New Year's resolutions. Like I used to be, I used to be like, you know, every New Year's Eve, um, I would always think of of things that I wanted to do in the new year. And for me, it was that it was the 365 days a year or nothing. And there was a few um, that that I did, but I've totally gone off them now. Um, and what I do instead is like, I love, love, love doing a look back at the last year um, so as I spoke about in the last episode, like I, I love New Year. I, I very much am the like, you know, fre- New Year, fresh start, like those back to school type feelings. Like I really, really like that. It does feel like a clean slate in a way. And so from that place, I love looking back at the last year, 
taking the time to acknowledge really all that has been squeezed in because like I don't know about you but I find that you know days, weeks, months and now a year can pass by in a little bit of a blur and especially if life feels full on and busy sometimes we don't take the time to acknowledge all that has been packed into that year. So even on a smaller scale at the end of each month I take a little bit of time to write like a gratitude list I guess for the month and I'm always amazed at like how much happened in that month that I I would have otherwise maybe just forgotten about and not really acknowledged. So I love that at the end of the year. I love the chance to like celebrate myself a little way and the accomplishments that I've made. And um, I also uh, find real value in being able to look back in like a compassionate way and see what hasn't worked, what didn't really go to plan, what I didn't enjoy and use that to then um, like refine things going forward. And so then when it comes to the new year, rather than than setting goals, I very much set like intentions, I would say. So, you know, some themes that I want to incorporate in in the year, like um, I I want to like I, I made last year I made um, big progress on my like financial planning and got a lot more comfortable with that. And that's definitely something that I want to continue Um. Things like that, like uh, eating well, like I've we've started to get a local veg box and a shop a bit more locally. I'm trying to reduce, I'm always trying to reduce my plastic consumption. Um, and so just setting some intentions around that and like continuing that and thinking of some further ways I might want to um, do those things. But I find that like traditionally I guess New Year's resolutions are are very all or nothing so like dry January I guess is a really good example and for me like so many tend to be quite scarcity based I would say in that they revolve around giving something up like denying ourselves something that is actually like pleasurable something that we actually enjoy and most likely that has come from a place of overindulgence at at Christmas time or December or whatever. Um, and, you know, I like definitely like if if you need a break from things, great. But I, I think that, that it's that giving something up that is that's the scarcity base, because then when things are are tough, like, you know, lots of people don't like January anyway then it's like we're making it harder on ourselves. We're, you know, at times, and especially now with more COVID things around, like I feel like we need, we need those bits of pleasure. And so I'm not saying like if you are, say, if you have got a resolution and particularly if you are on dry January, like I'm deaf, I'm not saying give it up completely. Um, but what I would love to offer you then is a different perspective on it so that if at the minute you are coming from that that place of like the scarcity and giving things up and denying yourself the pleasure and the enjoyment, then maybe this will help you turn it around into a goal that feels more supportive, more nourishing, more pleasurable. Um, so... 
I first thing I would say I've got four four things that I thought of here. Um I would first of all recommend going back and listening to episode 72 where I talked about the importance of having a really clear why behind your resolution. So this is a, a really good one. Again, if it's something maybe that you've overindulged in and it hasn't left you feeling good, that you feel like you want something different. And quite often the the thing that we want isn't, it's not necessarily the outcome itself. It's about how we anticipate that we'll feel when we get there. So we anticipate that if we don't eat chocolate for the whole of January, then we will like naturally feel healthier, for example. That's what we want. And so if that is the case, then getting really clear on the why, like why is that important to you? Because it helps it go a little bit deeper um, than, than the resolution itself. So that would be number one. Then number two is like keep your goal positive rather than than based on like giving something up or based on this sort of the scarcity, like denying yourself something. So, for example, let's go with the chocolate again. Rather than like cutting out all chocolate and saying, I'm not going to eat chocolate for the whole of January, let's say, like instead the goal becomes I want to nourish my body more. And so what I'm going to do is add some fruit or vegetables to every meal, something like that. So you're actually like adding something in that is good and nourishing and pleasurable and enjoyable rather than taking something away. So that would be tip number two. Tip number three, then, like if you are struggling to keep a goal at the minute, um, ask yourself why you're struggling so is it like, for example, are you are you reaching the end of each day like completely frazzled like and, you know, just at your wits end? And so you're automatically then reaching for the chocolate or a glass of wine or whatever. But now you, you, that's just not there. It doesn't feel like an option. And if that is the case, then in that instance, uh, a much more effective goal would be to build in something supportive through the day. So, you know, take some time for a walk outside at lunchtime or a bit of meditation or a bit more like awareness of what's going on in your body so you can anticipate reaching that point so that you don't actually get to that point in the first place and you don't, you know, you're not then reliant on like the chocolate. Um, that is going to be way more effective for you in like not needing it in the first place rather than, and it, you know, I guess it's more nourishing altogether. So ask yourself if you're struggling, then ask yourself why and uh, ask yourself why in a, like a loving, compassionate way. It's not another opportunity to berate yourself, I have to say. Um and I think number four, like lastly, if you do like if you do give up, if you do like pack it all in one day, then like again, don't beat yourself up about it. I think that um, one reason I decided to record this episode now is that I think this week upcoming, I, I could find I researched it and there was various different dates given. But it's around this time that is the most popular time for people to give up the resolutions and 
giving up for one day doesn't have to mean that you give it up altogether. So you give yourself that leeway and you know, I think there's always the opportunity for refinement. So if you find that, um, I don't know, maybe your your resolution has been to go out walking or whatever. And actually, like you just you cannot make yourself go outside in a day where it's like freezing cold and grey and wet and windy outside. Well, then, you know, let yourself like just let it be and, and don't go out that day. But then make sure the next day when it's not like that you get back on it and and you you take that time for to go outside. So like missing one day, I guess, doesn't have to be the end of it. So, um, yeah, I hope that that's given you a slightly different perspective on things, um, particularly if you are in a place of setting goals or setting resolutions. And um, if not, then maybe it's giving you something to think about um, going forward. Now, in either case, um, I am all through January. I'm offering these reflect and renew sessions, and it's these are very much based on my own process that I described earlier in the episode. So taking that time to look back on the year just past, think about you what you want going forward, um, in a way that like celebrates yourself and really speaks to what you want to to gain I guess in this year um so it the the bundle includes uh like an in-depth review of 2021 that you can go through it uh, by yourself then a 90 minute coaching session where we we pick out like the key bits from that and then we really like think about what you want in the year going forward and you then have a workbook to take away with you that talks to my own method of setting goals and it allows you to like record your actions and come up with a bit of a plan that's like suited and curated to you for that um the I'm doing it for a special price of 99 pounds woohoo and it can be booked at any time through January I'll put the I'll pop the link um in the show notes if you're interested and want to find out more and or if you know anyone else who might benefit from this, then please feel free to pass it on. So, yeah, take care. I hope you are are doing well. The days are on the turn now. Um, and I shall look forward to speaking to you again next week. All right. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you'd like to connect with other working mums just like you who are seeking more balance in their everyday, then come join us on the free Facebook community, The Balancing Act for Working Mums. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast on your favourite platform so that we can spread the word to all the working mums out there looking for more balance. Until then, I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. Bye for now.